0: You're in the right place for stories of self-discovery, gratitude, and connection. And to help you strengthen that connection to your own inner guidance, you'll find each episode has an accompanying meditation. Now let's get into it. Ilana Rontea is a master of transformation and a free spirit, world traveler, and pillar of light. With her background in psychology and human resource management, she uses her many challenging life experiences to help others find fulfillment and inner peace. She was raised all over the world and has lived in four different cultures across 13 different countries, which taught her how to fit into different cultures while staying true to her own values and beliefs. Continuing our theme of sabbaticals this season, Ilana talks about a period in her life when she worked on cruise ships as a human resources manager. Despite the pay and benefits being good and the travel being enjoyable, it was ultimately draining on her and she eventually knew she had to move on. During this time, she took a sabbatical, her first, and went to Mexico to get certified in human resource management. This was the first time she had put herself first, and the experience was invaluable. In this conversation, we discuss how programs such as Ilana's can help people work through difficult times and how important it is to not just say, it's fine, I've got it on my own, and to ask for help when you need it. She shares the details of her second sabbatical and how the lessons she learned from it still shape her decisions today. Lastly, we break down the importance of self-care and some powerful mental frameworks for prioritizing it in your life. So sit back, take care of yourself, and enjoy the ride as we hear from Ilana Rontea. Today's episode is sponsored by Zen Rabbit. If you'd like to find peace of mind amidst the chaos and no matter what's going on around you, you'll find a whole bunch of free resources like meditations and articles at zenrabbit.com. And while you're there, if you're curious about how you might stop working so hard and achieve more success at the same time, get a copy of the five easy ways to start living a sabbatical life. It's a short guide to working less and living better find it all at zenrabbit.com. Hello and welcome to Find is a four letter word. Ah, getting back into the flow here after a few months away from recording new episodes. So, I'm I'm super excited to have Ilana Rontea with us today. Welcome, Ilana.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Lori. It's a pleasure to be here. We
0: started having a conversation about you coming on as a guest months and months ago, like the beginning of season two, maybe even. Yes. And so as we were just saying before we started recording, like everything happens in exactly the right time that it's supposed to happen.
1: Absolutely. We're finally making it happen. (laughs) Yes. I love it. I
0: love it. Let me start with asking you the question that I love starting my conversations with. And that is, what were the values and beliefs that you were raised with? contributed to making you who you are today?
1: Ah, okay. So I was raised kind of like all over the world. By the age of 12, I lived in four different cultures, four different mm. languages. So probably one of the biggest values was tolerance of others and uh, adaptability. Because mm. when you're that young and you're, you're moving around so much, you're constantly leaving and starting over leaving and starting over, but definitely the, the tolerance of others. So I never really looked at people's ethnic background or color or like these things that just didn't really enter my head. And I always had friends from all over the world. So mm-hmm. that still holds to this day. <laughs> okay.
0: And how, how um, have you incorporated that into what you do, like how you live your life? Because Because one of the things that happened since when we first started talking to now was that you moved countries.
1: Yeah, so this is country number 13. Um, I'm living in France right now. Um, And again, you know, it's the tolerance and the adaptability and being able to just integrate as much as possible in different cultures and be as accepting and as non-rigid as possible. Because Mm -hmm. it's always the rigidity that has you doing this, right? Right. So when you're moving around so much, you need to fit yourself into what's happening around you and you need to step up and you need to make an effort to meet people and integrate into that particular community that you're becoming a part of. So yes, it's, it's helped me very much.
0: Which you, as you were saying, fitting yourself in, does that then, did that ever have a negative, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, was there a negative to that into, because now I'm thinking, okay, trying to be, to fit in and, and be who other people expect you to be. I only fit
1: in so much. Yeah. (laughs) I only fit in so much. It's more about um, having a social life and being able to, you know, integrate and speak to other people. And, and so I'm not alone all the time because I'm a single person. So it's more to do with that as opposed to anything else, because I have a very strong value base of my own. I have my own belief system. And, uh, you know, some of the values that you're talking about also have to do with kindness and generosity of heart. So that's that's always kind of like a constant which is part of the reason I started uh, the business that I'm doing right now empowering women doing trainings empowering women this is all this is all in the same vein because I really want to see a different world I want to see a world where most of us are generous and giving and kind to one another yeah 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 and you know I think
0: that it comes back to that Anne Frank quote about how most people are kind underneath like that you they, most yeah. people are good I think is what she had written in her diary and i think circumstances or x ex- and or expectations mold people into thinking they have to be something different
1: yeah and harden them
0: yes yeah, yeah. So what what work did you have to do to help yourself uh fit in but still be an individual in those different cultures yeah
1: so i'm i'm very um So I'm very social. So I I can talk to anybody. But when it comes to real uh, close friendships, I'm very selective and I'm selective. And it all comes from my heart. Like I just know who to gravitate towards and I know who to allow in and I know who not to allow in. And definitely the one thing for me that will always be a turnoff is somebody who I don't feel is genuine. Being genuine and authentic is probably the most important thing for me because that's how I operate in the world. And if I, if I see somebody who's being different or who has an agenda or who's being disingenuous, I automatically just pull back. So I can, you know, I can certainly have, um, you know, superficial conversations with anyone, but as far as heart friends are concerned, I'm very, I'm very much choosing my own tribe at all times. That
0: becomes easier as we get older. Mm -hmm. was that, what, what was, did you have a struggle with that when you were younger because of all the the moving around?
1: Not, not really. You know, I instinctively, I instinctively, I was very intuitive even as a child. Mm. So I always knew who to gravitate towards and I always knew who to stay away from. And You know, like some, some women are attracted to bad boys and, you know, all of that scene because it's exciting. I never had that problem. (laughs) I was never attracted to that.
0: (laughs) All right. For me, it was always
1: kindness, kindness and gentleness and authenticity that always attracted me and, you know, friends or, or boyfriends or whatever. It, It was always the same thing that resonated inside with me. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: what since the show is called "Fine" is a four-letter word. Tell us about the time, <laughs> or a time if there was more than one, pick pick one where everything was fine. You said everything was fine, but it really wasn't fine.
1: I've had so many changes in my life; it's really kind of difficult to pinpoint one time. I'll I'll just I'll just go with some a general one. I used to work on cruise ships. I was human uh-huh. resources manager. And so I was responsible. I was the only human resources presence on the ship of, you know, we're talking 750 plus crew members. Um, so I was kind of like uh, part human resources, part priest, part um, counselor, part training. I mean, you know, I wore I wore all these hats and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the pay was very good and uh, the benefits were very good. I did a lot of travel. I met interesting people. But what it took out of me was a lot more. It it just took everything out of me. So I I kept leaving ships and then I would do something else and then I would go back and I kept leaving and coming back. And eventually I, I just realized I couldn't do it anymore because it was just not it was not resonating with me and it was just so draining so that's when I thought, okay, enough of ships and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do something else. And I've had a number of career changes in my life. So, but that was when I just knew it. it looks good on me outside. And I was an officer and I had, you know, the four stripes and I had all of the benefits and all of it. But it just wasn't, it just wasn't feeding my spirit because it was just taking away too much. So I loved the work itself, but the fact that it was 24-7 for four, four or five months, onboard a ship was just really a lot. Yeah. Mm.
0: Why did you keep going back? Because I loved
1: the travel mm-hmm. and I, I liked the non-conventional lifestyle. Um, I mean, all I, you know, when you're worrying that when you're in that role, all I had to do was work and have fun. So I didn't yeah. have to do all the mi- mundane things that, you know, that we normally don't like to do. Everything else was taken care of for me. But, um, you know, on the other hand, I was, I was pretty much selling, selling my soul <laughs> because it was just <laughs> right. like so demanding, right? And so draining. And there was so many issues that were happening all the time. And it was like nonstop. So finally, I, I thought, okay, I I'm getting to an age where I can't do this anymore and I don't want to do this anymore. So Mm -hmm. I I need to look at another alternative. But the experience that I gained during that time was invaluable. Absolutely invaluable. What kind of soul
0: searching did you have to go through when you left? Or is that not the place? Did you just jump into something else? Like where was the the time when you had to stop and go, what does my soul really want?
1: So, so this is interesting because you and I talked about the sabbatical, right? Mm-hmm. So the first time I took a sabbatical was when I left ships, uh, because I was doing this human resources role, but I didn't actually have formal training for it. So the company I was working for had trained me in, you know, how their company operated as well as human resources. And there was a lot of training. It was very intense. But i didn't actually have formal training so i decided to take some time off and do some travel and go back to school so i took about a year off and i went down to mexico i went to cozumel which is a really beautiful little island Mm -hmm. and i spent six months of my life uh, dedicating myself to getting certification in human resource management from an organization in the UK, which is the equivalent of SHRM in the US. And they had a specific six-month intensive, um, specifically for people who worked in the industry, but who didn't have the um, educational background. So that was a really amazing time because it was the first time I put myself first. Hmm. And, you know, so there was no income obviously I had savings. And I thought, okay, I'm going to dedicate six months of my life to educating myself. So where am I going to do it? Well, I'm going to do it somewhere beautiful. I'm going to do it somewhere that feeds my spirit too. So, you know, I had been on ships and I was exhausted and I needed to get back into shape and I needed to take care of myself. So I got this beautiful place in Cozumel that I was absolutely in love with. I used to go swimming all the time and walking and, you know, I started weight training and cooking really healthy. And, and studying, and you know i i graduated with distinction and i was you know extremely proud of the work that i had done and that actually opened the avenue for other things so yeah. um what i definitely learned from that particular sabbatical was that it's okay not to always have to be working full-time yes. when you're um when you're taking care of yourself and you're doing other things that feed your spirit and i loved human resource management i was I was so happy that I had taken that course. There was these two huge books like this. (laughs) Lots of of assignments. And it was like this huge final exam I had to fly to the UK to write. Um, But it was was worth every minute. It was absolutely fantastic. So I was really happy that I did that. And that did change the trajectory. You bring up a good point
0: there in that you were... On a sabbatical, you were still working, but you were doing work that filled your heart with joy. Yes. Yes. And there's a very big difference there when you are slogging through every day, working at something that's sucking your soul out versus working at something that brings you joy. Like being on a sabbatical doesn't necessarily mean not doing anything and just sitting like a slug, right? Yeah. I wanted to point that out because a lot of times people think taking a sabbatical means doing nothing.
1: Exactly. And it's not true. I know people who have taken sabbaticals and have traveled. They've done a ton of travel. And that is, you know, helps you grow as a person, right? Yes.
0: Well, and that's another definition. I think people also think of sabbatical means taking time off to travel, but not necessarily work. Like that work is not a component of a sabbatical. But to your point, you were working, you were studying, doing something that lights you up, not drain you.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And the second time I took a sabbatical, it was sort of kind of forced on me uh, mm. because my mother got sick with cancer and she wanted to die at home and she asked me to stay and take care of her. Mm. So I had this period of time where it was work, unpaid work and it was hard work and it was a it was completely it changed my life having to take care of my parent in that particular way and after she passed away there was my father to take care of and he was completely lost there was the estate to take care of there was all these things and then I moved to Europe so this was about a four-year break that I had where I had to not just do all of these very emotionally draining things, but then I took time for myself to put myself back together. I was just going to ask you if you did that. Yeah. It was, it was kind of essential because I had adrenal fatigue and Mm -hmm. I, I just, I knew I wouldn't be able to, I I needed the rest and the time for me. So yes, I did that. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations to you for recognizing that you
0: needed that, but and at the same time, your body was telling you you needed that. So I just got off a phone call before we started our interview with somebody who's going to be a guest in the future about her sabbatical was forced by her health. Like she yeah. faced a, a health situation that forced her to leave everything she had been doing before. And you're talking about adrenal fatigue. I I think a lot of people have that, but don't allow themselves to recognize that they have it. So they're, I'm just going to push through it. It's okay. Yes, I can manage. Yes,
1: yes. Which and this does is, not you know, serve it, them. No, and and you know, you know, we do these training courses for women. So one of the things we talk to them about is recognizing when you're heading for burnout. Mm-hmm. It's recognizing when you've got too much on your plate. It's being self-compassionate. It's taking care of you because if you allow yourself to fall apart, you're not good to yourself or anyone else. And really, we're not taught to self-care. We're not taught to be self-compassionate, especially as women. We're taught to push through. We're taught that we have to keep giving and giving and I'm all about giving. But if I don't give to me first, I'm going to be giving from an empty cup. And at Mm -hmm. that point, there's not going to be much there. And I've seen people in burnout. It's, it's not, it's not a pretty place. It's not somewhere that I would advise anyone to allow themselves to get to know the signs, know yourself, you know, and this is when you start to connect with your inner person.
0: Yeah. It's interesting how so many people don't connect to their inner self, that inner voice until they're in dire circumstances. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like your program, Absolutely. my program, my "fuck being fine" program, that and and the the living the sabbatical life program that I have now helps people get in touch with those emotions, those, those feelings, that voice. That voice is always talking to us, but
1: we are not yes. always listening. And, and sometimes we know we should be, we know we should be, but then there's all these external voices that we've been programmed to listen to because this is how we have to live our lives, which is total nonsense, right? It's nonsense. Right. Yeah. Somebody
0: else is telling you how you, you need to live your life. And they're really only speaking from their own fears and experiences. And programming. and And programming. Exactly.
1: Yes. Exactly. Yes.
0: It's fascinating once you start looking into it all. Yeah. Yes.
1: So it really is. And and you know, I, I really would advise anyone who's at a point where, you know, maybe they don't know what to do with themselves and they need a break, take the damn break. Take mm. the time and and figure out what it is that you need. Is it a new course? Is it something that's going to help you grow mentally? Do you need to take care of your body? Do you need to take care of your spirit? Do you just need to go like on a, on a spiritual retreat for a month? I've done that too. And that was part of another part of my life. So you know, know what it is that you're looking for. Know what it is that you need. And exactly as you said, listen to that voice inside. Because unless you do that, you're going to live somebody else's life. Right? Yeah.
0: What, what do you say to people who say, well, I can't do that because I have to raise my children or I don't have the money or uh, now's not the right time or all of these other reasons why they can't?
1: So again, you have to know your own circumstances and you will find that if you're really uh, eager and really focused on doing this, there will show up, a way will show up. And also, you need to ask for help. So I find a lot of strong, independent women don't like to ask for help because they feel it's weak somehow, that they need Mm -hmm. to be able to handle everything by themselves. And I think that's a mistake because that's the road to really burnout. If you want to take a month off and you need somebody to take care of your kids, see if a relative can do it, a parent, a grandparent, whoever. See if you can work something out with the friend, whatever it is, but take the time. It doesn't mean you don't love your kids. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that you are self-caring. And again, yeah. we need to do that more. And as women, we need to learn to do that a second nature because we give so much.
0: Do you think this is generational, that Gen X is especially terrible at asking for help?
1: I'm not. You know, it's a very good question. I don't actually think so. I think it's this programming that we have that women are are indoctrinated since they're, you know, tiny, that it's their job to please other people. It's their job to always be giving. It's their job to always be supporting. It's their job to be there for others. I don't know of too many parents who talk to their kids about self-care it doesn't it doesn't seem to be a topic of conversation what do you think i've never seen any parent who says that make sure you take care of yourself that is such a good point now
0: that i'm thinking about it i i certainly wasn't I don't remember being having that conversation. You know, I, I used to I teach I've taught networking skills to people before, you know, like how to walk into a room full of people that you don't know and start conversations, and I've always said that's another skill that yep. people don't learn at home or in school. And you're bringing up this this idea of self-care. Like I think that some a lot of times we see parents getting massage or having their nails done. Like, but that's not true. That's a small piece of self-care.
1: Yes. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, you can self-care without getting uh, your nails done. (laughs) So, so knowing, knowing what it is that you particularly need, that's, you know, that's where it comes into listening to that intuition, that inner voice, because it will tell you what it is that you need. I knew I needed to be somewhere beautiful. If I was going to study so hard because I, I, it was a master's level program. So it was mm-hmm. very intense. And I thought, I'm going to go somewhere beautiful and, and be happy to do this in this beautiful place. And yeah, I'm not going to be making money during that time, but it's okay. You know, I, I I really need this right now. I need to replenish. It was the best decision I ever made, honestly. I bet it
0: was because when you put yourself in that beautiful place, and again, it doesn't have to be tropical. You don't have to necessarily go off to another country, but when you put yourself into a place that feels that makes you happy, happy that's a, right. You're a happy place. Yes. You're raising your energetic yeah. vibration. When you raise your energetic yeah. vibration, you attract more good things to you. It's Absolutely. This, I was going to say it's a vicious cycle, but it's not vicious. It's it's a beautiful cycle. It's a positive cycle. Yes. 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 Yeah. And more people need to understand that, that it's also that self-care, the more you take care of yourself, the more things show up to help you take care of yourself. And perhaps the question that people could be asking themselves instead of, I can't, instead of making that statement, I can't do that, is asking the question, how can I? How can exactly?"
1: I? Exactly. And discuss it, discuss it with your closest friend, discuss it with your partner, discuss it and just say, look, I'm at this point where I could really use a break. Can you help mm-hmm. me brainstorm some ways that we can do it? And it doesn't have to be six months. Maybe it just needs to be three, four weeks,
0: you know, mm-hmm. whatever
1: it is that works. And most organizations now are willing to work with you to make that happen. Um, and there's, there's programs that you can work with in, in most organizations to allow you to do that because a lot of organizations realize the need for that because their employees come back refreshed and they have a totally different perspective and attitude. You don't want somebody who's exhausted and burnt out because they're not going to perform. They're not going to be happy. It's not going to help anybody. So there's there's a lot. I'm, I'm really happy to see this in the, in the workforce now that there's a lot more understanding of this.
0: In the progressive companies, in some companies. There are still so many companies that don't see the connection and aren't willing to sacrifice the productivity of not realizing that people are more productive
1: when they do take these breaks. Exactly. It's just like, if you think about it, it's just like not giving people weekends because if you don't give people weekends, What are you doing? You're just working them 24 seven. So it's just, it's the same idea. People need sometimes a longer break than just that weekend for whatever, for whatever reason it is, everybody's life is different. And that's the other thing we need to honor is that everybody's life is different. And at different Mm -hmm. times, we need different things. And life is not just about work. Mm -hmm. This is another program we've had drilled in, right? Like it's, you have to be working all the time. Yeah, No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right. Work is a piece of what you do. Exactly. It's not who you are. It's a piece of what you do. And let's go to that word doing. We are beings like we keep hearing this. we are human beings, not human doings. And we still don't get it. Exactly. I still I got to keep doing I got to be I'm guilty of it as anybody else of Yes. You know, my worth is tied to my productivity. If I didn't accomplish enough today, uh, if I didn't get everything on my to do list done, then I need to keep working until it is done. And then I can have fun. Then I
1: will allow myself to take a break. And that is the programming we all have. And that's what we need to wake up and say. It doesn't have to be like that. Right.
0: Right. So it's a matter of reprogramming our brains
1: yes and and even becoming aware
0: yes certainly number one is becoming aware yeah what are some of yeah. the techniques that you've used to reprogram your brain
1: well i've always been kind of an unconventional kind of person so my life has never really been like most people's i don't have a problem stepping out of the norm and doing things according to how i feel is right for me and i i have been accused before of being selfish but there is a di- there's a huge difference between being selfish and between self-caring. And this is another absolutely thing that you know needs to be discussed because a lot of people, and especially women feel that if they self-care, they're being selfish. Being selfish means that you don't care about anybody but yourself. It's your number one, and that's all that matters. That's not the case for most people. Most people are very giving and loving and to the point that they forget that they also need this care and love and compassion and giving to themselves and that there's mm-hmm. a small child inside, right? Inner child work has a lot to do with coming to realize that I do need to nurture myself and I do need to take care of myself. If you can see yourself in that way, then it, it, it shifts a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a very demanding person of myself, so i'm 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 like exactly like you said but i'll tell you the last two weeks i was really sick i was sick and i couldn't do hardly anything and i had to be self-compassionate and say all i just want to do is sleep and Mm -hmm. that's okay because i'm sick and it's okay and it's and i had to keep telling myself this this is how i'm self-caring right i did a little bit i did as much as i could and then I allowed myself to rest because that's what my body was demanding. And we are just so programmed to feel guilty about that, right? To feel yeah. like, oh my God, I'm not, There's my, look at my to-do list. I'm so far behind.
0: <laughs> right, right. I have all these calls lined up. Those people are going to be disappointed. I'm not going to be able to reschedule them. What are they going to think?
1: It's yeah. just, we're human. Yeah. We're human and we have to give ourselves the permission that it's okay, it's okay not to be productive at all times. I just recently read a very interesting book and and this woman said something very interesting. Um, You know, there's seasons for everything, right? And and nature is very cyclical, Mm -hmm. but we have been, again, programmed that we have to go 24 seven. We have to always be productive. We always have to be growing. We're not allowed any internal winter time, she calls it. Mm. A time when you just get more quiet and you go more within and you're not as productive outward because you're nurturing your inner self. We're not taught, again, this is something else we're not taught, that we have these cycles. And especially as women, I think we're we're much more in tune with those kinds of things. But again, we shut down that voice because 20,000 things need to be done and we forget about ourselves.
0: Yeah, not realizing that, those seasons are required. Like you can't have spring if you don't have winter. So you have to get quiet enough and allow yourself to step back and recharge in order to go at it again.
1: Yes. And as she said, no flower blooms year round. No tree yields fruit year round. Yeah. There's there's times when it's okay to be a little bit more quiet and not as out there. So I, I found that. I, of course, you you know this, right? We know mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. But the way that it was put forward this way, it was so clear. And it made so much sense to me. I was like, yeah, I have to honor that. I have to honor that. I also need that quiet time. And it's okay if it's on a regular basis, you know? Everybody's different, and, and that's what you need to honor. Yeah,
0: it, it needs to be on a regular basis. Yes. When you are taking these breaks on a regular basis, you... More likely, I'm not going to say you won't, but you will more likely not reach a crisis point where exactly. your your health, whether that's physical, mental, psychological health, forces it because it will eventually force it. Yes, nobody's getting out of yeah. this life alive. <laughs> so, right. And the, the thing is, how do you stay healthy for as long as possible? Healthy and. Uh, joyful, you know, living in, in joy and enjoy the the life that you have, you can run yourself into the ground and then live out the last, whatever, 20, 30 years worn down because you haven't taken that time. If you even
1: get to do that, you know how many people retire and then a year later they die because- They're so engaged in their work. It's the only thing that defines them. So- right. My gosh, who wants that? Nobody wants that. You want yeah. to be able to live a joyful life at all times and to have, you know, once you do retire, you don't have these responsibilities. You want to have another life where you you get creative and you do whatever it is that makes your heart glow if you were not able to do that during your career. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be like that. But if you define yourself by your by your work, if that's all that matters, then, you know, once it's over, you don't know who you are anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And work being whatever, it it could be raising children. Exactly. It could be whatever the work is, but once that work is finished. Yes. Then who, who are you? And that is a point where a lot of of, uh, people are reaching now. A lot of people who listen to this show are reaching now asking themselves, well, who am I now? And, ha- yes. and looking for ways to figure out the answers to that. And and it yeah. all comes back to, at the very least, getting in touch with that inner voice and allowing yourself Absolutely. to hear your
1: inner voice. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's for everything. You know, yeah. like if you live, if you live connected to that inner voice, that's what's going to help you in every decision in your life. Not just about when to take time off, but who to choose as friends and which path to take and Sometimes it's a practice to learn how to listen and yes. to to actually hear what it says because sometimes it says stuff we don't want to hear. Right. <laughs> exactly. But but and that's where you know that's where it starts to get difficult. But if we learn to just allow and just listen with an open mind and just go with it, it changes everything. It really, really does.
0: Yeah, and that's where programs like what you offer and what I offer can help people work through some of that. This isn't something that you need to do alone. It is true that you are the only one who can hear your inner voice, but that doesn't mean you have to do all the work just by yourself. Alone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I am so appreciative that we finally got to have this conversation. (laughs) Yes. Because some really really important points here. Before we go, what is the song... That you listen to <laughs> to get hyped up. What's your What's your song that you need listen to when you need an extra boost of energy?
1: Uptown Funk by Bruno oh, Mars.
0: Oh, that's such a good one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know, right. Okay, I got it in my I head still, now. I'm
0: to as yeah. soon as I hear it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Adding that to the playlist. Sometimes I put on some music in the morning when I'm brushing my teeth to get charged up for the day. That's a good one.
1: Yep. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah.
0: Now, lastly, if people want to continue a conversation with you, what is the best way for them to reach to reach out to you?
1: So uh, my company is uh, www.empoweredwomennow.com. And my email is hello at empoweredwomennow.com.
0: Fantastic. We'll put links to that as well as a link to the, to the song, Uptown Funk, in the The show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ilana. Unfine is a four-letter word.
1: Thanks so much, Laurie. Thank you.
0: What an awesome conversation. Today's five key takeaways are number one,
1: self-care
0: is important and taking a break can help you grow mentally and spiritually. Number two, Women often feel guilty for taking care of themselves, but it's okay to not be productive all the time. Number three, it is essential to connect with your inner self and be self-compassionate. Number four, recognize that your worth is not tied to productivity. I have said this before and I am going to keep saying it because I need to hear it just as much as you do. And number five, It is important to not go through difficult times alone. Find the support you need. Thanks for being here and subscribing to Find is a Four-Letter Word. Please share this show with a friend or a colleague. If you're feeling especially generous, leave a review so other people like you can discover the show too. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and all the major podcast directories. You can join me on social too. On Instagram, it's zen rabbit. You can find links to the other platforms at zenrabbit.com. Before you go, remember to take a moment to think about what you're grateful for today. Lastly, you can find this week's meditation queued up right after this episode. And if no one's told you this week, I'm proud of you. Take good care.